This episode does include illicit content. Listening discretion is advised. Mature audiences only. Hey everybody, welcome to Pleasure Playpen Sex, Love, and Relationship Podcast. My name is Stacy. I'll be your host for today, and I think we have a really interesting podcast for you. So today we have Roger with us, and this one's a really fascinating one because I deal with kind of the opposite of what he does. And um, he is a bull from Las Vegas, which is uh, which is where I actually got my start doing phone sex, and um, with a local company, ironically enough, in Las Vegas, because most companies that you work for as a phone sex operator are not local. They're all over the country. But let beyond that, let me go uh, introduce Roger and let him explain to you, because I'm sure a lot of you are wondering what the heck a bull is. Hi, yeah, sure. sure. So, uh, so a bull is a, a male that gets invited into the bedroom of a couple. And so there are these couples that are known as either hot wife couples or cuckold couples, or stag and fixin couples. There's, there's kind of a whole spectrum of, of preferences for the couples. And what they're looking for is they're looking for a guy to invite to the bedroom, um, you know, to try something new or to, uh, you know, just, just to add a new cock to the bedroom. So in, in some respects, it's like a, just like a threesome that you're having. It is, it is a threesome, but there are, there are some interesting aspects of being a bull That's... that differ from, like, a normal threesome. That's what I was going to ask next, because normally as a threesome, you don't specifically call the person a bull. I feel like if you have a, a name like that, then there is, you're almost like a professional of some kind. You have a specialty. You That's are... true. That's true. So now, now bulls usually have larger than average members. That's, that's kind of a prerequisite to being a bull. Um, in fact, the, the vast majority of bulls are black. Uh, this is one of those parts of the lifestyle where... Uh, where white bulls are definitely the minority. Um, and so, and the bull usually is more in reference to a cuckold couple. And so, cuckold couples, they might have a few um, more, uh, what's, the, what's the word, extreme interests. For instance, the, you know, the husband might be bisexual and he might want to, um, you know, suck a dick along with his wife. Or he might like to be uh, feminized or might like to be put down and humiliated. Um, and so a bull kind of understands the dynamic of a couple like that to be able to create like a great experience, a great play session where everybody's getting what they want at the end of the day. And that is definitely something you're not going to get out of just a regular threesome because the regular threesome is something no. that you meet at the bar and you just, it's a spur of the moment and you're right, these, this type of situation is more planned out on a lot of times the couple side, um, they have talked it over, they've decided um, that that's what they want in their relationship. It's not just a, hey, let's get drunk at the bar and invite this random guy. No, it's, like as you said, the bull, it's a specific uh, look that they're looking for. Correct. Now, I'm actually kind of like a nerdy professional type. I mean, I'm six foot four, so I've got that going for me, but um, but I, a lot of bulls are kind of big, more muscular, uh, muscular guys. And it's usually, actually, usually this is the husband's idea. Um, I kind of specialize in first-timers. Uh, being in Las Vegas, it's something that a lot of people do kind of like as a special occasion or something that is a little bit different than what their normal sex life is. And so they think, you know, we're going to Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, so let's get crazy. And so the husband, it's usually actually the husband who's reaching out to me um, and doing the finding just because I'm sure you know 
internet finding can be uh, very, very, uh, very difficult. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I get clients who ask me all the time for, like, escorts and stuff, and it's it's certain kinds. Or most, uh, honestly, the escorts they're looking for are TSs, which are surprisingly yeah. difficult to find sometimes that you get a legit one. Um, I'm going to backstep a second. And, uh, no some, because this is the beginning of my podcast, we're probably, by the time this is in, we're probably about five episodes in and we have not discussed cuckolding. Um, I deal with that a lot on my side in phone sex. It is a very large portion of my company and I'll give really? my, oh yeah. Um, I deal with, so in my phone sex company, um, I deal with more specialty stuff as opposed to regular sex. So we deal with the specialty fetishes, things that they can't find as much porn with. Um, Interesting. So I'm going to explain how I view cuckolding, and then I'm going to have Roger explain how he views cuckolding. So for me, when I have a cuckold, remember, I'm only talking to the guy. I'm not talking to the female. I am the girl in that scenario of the cuckolding and typically as roger had stated it's a guy who um is a little bit more submissive to his wife or girlfriend or just random stranger sometimes and typically they either have a small or average or below average penis or they pretend that they do um because for some reason they just want to be that want to feel humiliated like they are not man enough to pleasure their significant other the way a man with a larger penis could and while in reality that might not necessarily be true in in all instances but that's their fantasy and that's perfectly fine um some of them like roger had said want to be feminized i get a lot of guys who want to dress up and be humiliated that way and typically um most of mine they do not participate or they want to be quote force by and it has nothing to do with rape or anything they want the woman to tell them go suck that fucking cock you know they want them to get force them down on their knees dressed up like a little girl like a sissy in their panties and their bra and their lipstick and suck on that cock to make them feel more humiliated so it's my take on that's it right. what no that's right that's right and it's, a, it's pretty common it's very very interesting a lot of times these guys are very successful Mm-hmm. And if you looked at them outside the bedroom, you would know, like most of them are quite alpha. Most of the people I play with are quite well off, and and it's always interesting to see the kinds of, of couples that enjoy these kind of behaviors. And some wives are like barely into it at all. In fact, some some wives don't even know that their husbands are cuckolds. They think they're going into a normal threesome, and um, and then maybe you know during the course of it, we uh, explore some of those and and other aspects of it Um, but it's it's always interesting to see who they are it's kind of funny I grew up kind of like a a computer nerd and this is really fun for me because a lot of these guys are more like the jock types and it's really fun for me to kind of reverse role play or reverse those roles that I felt when I was uh, younger and uh, I don't know it it really is and it's it's it's, it's way more of a common of a fantasy than I ever realized before getting into this and, and you hit the nail on the head where a lot of these guys are very successful and you hear that all the time. And maybe maybe I only hear it because I'm in that sex industry, but you always hear the guys who are screaming and yelling at their employees at the top, they want to come home and have that done to them because they want to release control. They're in control all day long and they don't want it when they get home. They want to be able to kind of like relax 
and that's where the, and that's where that sex the 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 cuckolding and the sex comes in with the humiliation because they need to finally let go and let someone else take charge. Well, and another big aspect of this actually for a lot of these is that they want me to also be very dominant uh, domineering on the wife or to be mm-hmm. very dominant. Um, and a lot of them just a lot of couples actually this happens for both kind of the hot wife, which is more of just like more like a, a typical MFM threesome than the cuckold, but but along the whole spectrum, rough play is often desired, and it's usually because they've been married for so long that it can be a little bit unnatural, or it can be hard to be as rough as you want with maybe like the mother of your children or somebody like that, and so I'm often asked to come in and be um, you know, very, almost acrobatic, like, like really, really, really rough, and a lot of verbal play is usually part of this as well. I'm going to backtrack a second. You said M. SM or MFM? MFM, like okay. male, female, female. Okay, I thought like, you said MSM, and I'm like, that's a new one. But I was like, what does the S stand for? But okay, you never know. I figured you went MFM. Okay. Um, one of the things um, that you had mentioned that in some of the scenarios you get where the, the woman actually doesn't know that they're going to be having this they know they're having a threesome, but they don't know the domination. Have you ever had a couple where the woman was like, what the fuck? That's not what I was thinking this was going to be and totally call it off? Um, yeah, I have. I, I, in fact, that's why I usually don't do those anymore. I, I, I think it's a much, much better idea to do a lot of disclosure, disclosure up front. I ask like a million questions. I have rules around it. Everybody knows what's being planned, what has been discussed so far. Pretty strict with that now because one time it was it was, it was a Latino couple and um, and you know I was I was the wife was giving me a blowjob and the husband was um, right down there with his phone you know taking pictures video and um, and what he wanted to do was just you know pull it out of her mouth and start sucking on her own and and she her mind just melted when that happened and we had to we had to stop the whole thing now thankfully we were able to stop the play session we were able to go out to dinner we were able to talk a little bit contextualize it and then come back and then we were able to continue with it and fulfill that fantasy for both the husband and actually the wife ended up really enjoying it too but it's interesting how many wives are just shocked by the idea that their husband would be interested in anything like this and i always tell my husband because he's not he's not that kind of um person at all but i i he's heard me He's heard all my phone calls. And I say to him all the time, if you ever hear something that is new and you want to test out, bring it to my attention. I might not be interested in it, um, but I'm going to at least listen to you and know that it's something that you're interested in. Maybe we can figure something out. But I I agree 100% that probably 99.9% of the callers that I get, they are guys who cannot tell their wives what they're into. And the fact that you've got these couples who are, or at least these men who are willing to tell their wives and then get them to be interested and the wives not poo-poo it or the husbands not poo-poo it if it's the wives, you know, because how many guys, I don't want to say normal guys, that's really not the way to say it, but how many traditional relationships does another man want to see his wife or significant other with another man? You know, it's like, it's, yeah. it's that niche. It's that specific niche. So the fact that you're able to, ha- people are able to have that conversation is always a good thing in a relationship. 
Well, it's interesting too because I end up broaching for a lot of these these guys, um, especially the ones where it's just kind of a fantasy. Um, I am able to broach the topic with their wife and help them help the wife contextualize it uh, better than the husband could because I have more experience that I can say, no, this isn't super weird and it's not crazy. And I'm able to actually talk to them about, you know, I usually ask some questions to find out why their husband might be interested in this. There's usually something in their background of, around shame around sex or or a uh, you know self doubt that that is there but that they can't show because of their powerful alpha outward experiences you know uh, appearances. It, it's very interesting to find out why everyone does it. But but a lot of women actually when they are able to understand like oh it's it's the time for the husband to kind of let go and to not think and not be in charge because so often in so many marriages the husband is in charge of the whole sexual experience and a lot of men just feel a lot of pressure and they would rather just kind of be more passive and especially just watch you know like that's common throughout all the couples throughout the whole spectrum that men are visual creatures right and it's kind of nice to sit back and watch their favorite porn star that from a new angle that they've never experienced in their entire lives so it's 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 interesting to be able to talk to people about it and you know it's fun doing this because I get to kind of parachute into these people, these couples' um, lives and their relationships for, you know, a month or so before they come to Las Vegas and want to do something crazy. So it's interesting just to hear all the reasons why and even the cultural differences between, you know, maybe what a black couple wants and maybe what an Indian couple wants. Like the, the, the backgrounds and then the, the um, you know, the, the cultures and how it affects sexual desire and some of this kink is really, really fascinating. I've been very, very lucky to experience so many things. Now, do you get paid for this? Um, no, I do not. In fact, I don't. I've had some couples that, that part of what their kink is is this idea of paying for me. But um, for me, I like the purity of it, but there's no money exchanged. Um, it is something that we're just, if it's done right, all three people just walk away with giant smiles on their faces. And I, uh, but yeah, I have had couples who, that's kind of the, uh, they have a gigolo fantasy, especially being in Vegas, of, of just paying some man to do this. So you wouldn't classify yourself as an escort? I no. Or a sex worker. I'm just an enthusiast. <laughs> so how do these people find you? Um, through Reddit and Twitter and things like that. Okay, so they're just kind of searching around, just happen upon... The way I did, because yeah. I found you through Reddit, so <laughs> just happened to Yeah, do. yeah, exactly. There's a, there, there's a lot of different, like, you know, there's field, there's the, the apps, there's a double list, I don't know, there's a, there's a lot of places that, that, that people are looking. Um, I tend towards Twitter, I, I, or I mean, Reddit, I really enjoy that, and I kind of do specialize in the first timers, and I, I find a lot more of them there than any other channel. I like the fact that you talk with these people um so much ahead of time to really get an understanding of what they're into you're not just kind of thrown into the situation i think that you get a different relationship with them and i like the fact that you like the psychology of it too because <clears throat> that's how, what i like i love to know where things come from for example let's go into you why did you decide to get into something like this well my story is kind of messed up and and weird but the long, to make it a long story short, um, I was raised Mormon, mm-hmm. 
I was actually, uh, you know, when I was, got married, I was a virgin. And then later in life, decided, like, wow, I don't think I believe in this anymore. And said, you know what, I really wish I would have taken advantage of more sexual activity. And so that's the part, that's the facet of sin that I was most interested in. But the thing is, I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to have somebody who might get too attached. Um, I tried do, having, you know, uh, no strings attached relationships with single women. And it was nice, but at the end of the day, they, you know, they have needs that were needing to be fulfilled that I wasn't really ready for. I wanted it to be more purely sexual. And then, um, and then I found this, this community of hot wife and cuckold couples who, um, you know, usually they have pretty good relationships, actually. I mean, I would say 95% of the people I talk to have, have a great existing relationship, and this is just something that spiced up. And so I would be in, um, you know, I thought that was the perfect way of, you know, being able to experience things sexually without endangering my primary relationship. And I think in order for someone to be able to have that um, uh, sexual experience with someone like you, you have to have a really good relationship. Because like I said, it's not just that random threesome that you're getting drunk and then decide to do and then regret later or anything like this. No, this is thought out and planned. This is talked. This is a couple who actually communicates with each other about their sexual needs. That's right. That's right. Usually it is. I mean, I can't even tell you how many of these couples I have, though, that have never experienced anybody else sexually. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of these folks are uh, the kind of folks who got married early or, you know, religious people is is a lot of it. Um, It's amazing how many elementary school teachers there are uh, (laughs) (laughs) who love the lifestyle. Um, But, yeah, it is. It's always good relationships that have good communication skills. In fact, if I've noticed, you know, as we're talking, if I notice that there's a really big breakdown in communication, I don't like getting involved because it always ends up in drama. Mm. And I'm here for fun. I'm not here for drama and, and hurt feelings afterwards. And if people can't be honest about their needs and their desires and, and their boundaries, if, if somebody goes in and has absolutely no boundaries or hasn't thought about it, then that's another big red flag for me. Um, but if it, you know, again, yeah, the vast majority of these people are, are pretty good at communicating. Um, a lot of these people, though, Again, for the wife, it's kind of coming out of the blue of like, oh my God, I had no idea my husband was interested in this. And then they think, oh, it's too good to be true. He probably just wants to have sex with somebody else. And he's just doing this for me so that he can have sex with other women afterwards. And um, that's actually usually not the case. Mm. Most of this, it's, a, it's compersion and it's, a, it's about, you know, the, the guy just really wanting to get his wife something special for, you know, for the trip or for her birthday or whatever anniversary, that type of thing. Correct. Or wedding night, if they're really into it. Yeah, there you go. Or just for him, because that's they're trying to fulfill his fantasy that he's always wanted to do. You know. Exactly. Whatever. But um, So, how did you end up going into the bull side of it? Well, once I, once I found the, you know, that whole lifestyle, the hot wife and cuckold lifestyle, um, you know, my partner doesn't participate with me. And so, I went in thinking, well, I'll, I'll throw my hand, my hat in the ring. Um, I contacted people. So I used, uh, before COVID, I traveled constantly for work. And I would um, find couples in the cities I would stay at. And my first couple was in uh, Minneapolis. They were really, really, really wonderful. Um, and, you know, after that first t- try, it was just so, so amazing. Because I got to see 
how much the wife, how excited the wife got with, you know, somebody new to play with. And then also, I, and then seeing how excited the husband was. And, you know, afterwards just thinking like, oh my God, like those two people, they're going to have this memory forever. They're going to remember because they were first timers as well. And I just love the idea of being this couple's memory of this just crazy experience, uh, super fun experience. And then also being able to kind of push that energy back onto the husband afterwards. Because a lot of people worry about that. Like, oh my God, is she going to fall in love with the bull? Like he's, you know, got this big old dick or he's, you know, he's going to be better in bed or he's more adventurous and he's new. But, you know, a good bull, what they'll do is they'll take that, all that energy and they'll be like, you know what, you are, you guys are so lucky that you have a good enough relationship and that your husband loves you enough that he wants to see this with you, that he wants to, um, you know, that he wants you to participate in this and, and feel these amounts of pleasure that, that so many other women just don't ever get, that this is a fantasy for other women, that they never get to have two men worshiping them at the same time. So, you know, it, it's just, after my first time, it was just like, oh my God, I love this. And then... I, you know, I, my day job is internet marketing stuff. And so what I realized is it's really just about, you know, being able to communicate with people and making sure that everybody, uh, you know, going out and finding people and, and creating good posts to, to attract the right kind of couples. Do you have a look that you uh, like in a couple? To be honest with you, at first I was kind of picky. Um, but then I realized, like, I was with some couples where just, like, just, absolutely beautiful people but they were not great partners um and the the longer i've done this honestly the the less i care uh about your physical appearance i care a lot about your story like you know my preference is somebody i i do love first timers i love people who uh you know especially who are less experienced sexually who have all these unfulfilled fantasies uh you know BDSM type things or public play or things like that that really really excite them that I could help help them fulfill. So at the end of the day, really, I don't care how. I mean, I've been with couples as young as nineteen and as old as you know sixty five, and I've had fun with all sorts of folks all over the spectrum. So at this point, I'm really really open to just whoever. <laughs> Now, if they wanted you to bring in another partner, either male or female, do you have people in that community that you can bring in? I do. Um, uh, I have a whole group of bulls who have worked alongside me for couples who have gangbang fantasies or, or things like that. And so, yeah, I've grown a network, um, at least here in Vegas, of some good, dependable guys. Honestly, the biggest problem is flakes or mm. bakers, right? People who say they're going to show up and don't, that's, that's just endemic throughout the whole community. Um, but what I'm good at, I, I do have a network of people and, a, uh, you know, some single women that I bring in. A lot of couples who are unicorn hunters uh, request my, my assistance finding somebody to bring into the bedroom. So I have uh, done a lot of fun group, group play like that. When you say unicorn hunters, am I using, am I, am I thinking the correct way of this? Well, usually, yeah, usually couples are looking for a unicorn, right? Unicorns are rare. It's a single female who wants to sleep with a couple. Okay, Um, gotcha. Okay, not what I was thinking, but okay. (laughs) Oh, no, so finding a, you know, yeah, what were you thinking? (laughs) They don't want to know. No, I was just thinking more of, like, the bull, and they were just calling it because he's got a big penis. It's like the unicorn. Never mind. Uh (laughs) (laughs) No, no, unicorn is a single female who uh, wants to sleep with a couple. 
they can be, they're very difficult to find. That's why they call them unicorns. I gotcha. Um, so, yeah, I, I do have a couple of uh, uh, women who enjoy group play like that here in Vegas, but they're uh, they're a bit pickier. They're they're not so as funny as I am. <laughs> Interesting. Well, and how long have you been doing this for? Uh, about five years. Very cool. Sounds like you're enjoying it, so that's all that matters. Yeah, it really is. It's a, you know, it's been it really again if it's done right. If, if, it's, if it's done with lots of questions and lots of exploring of boundaries and, and making sure the couple's on the right, the right side, it can just be such a big deal for, for everybody. Like, you know, for the women, especially like, you know, if you've had a couple of kids and it's been, you know, you've been married for 10 plus years, you can start feeling less desirable or, I don't know, you can feel like you're... Uh, you know, you can feel like a mom and, a, and a, an employee or a, a wife and, and not be as in touch with your, you know, the, the womanly side of you. And I've just seen how much confidence it can give a wife to know that she was like that attractive and that, and that she was able to experience, you know, two men at the same time. That is, uh, it, 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 it's been amazing to me to see how, how it's changed people's lives, given them more confidence that runs over into work and getting promotions and things like that. And then with the husband, like giving the husband a a relief valve for all that pressure because I'm a, I, I think there's just a lot of like really nasty toxic masculinity out there that makes men who are interested in things like this very ashamed of themselves. In fact, if you notice, being called a cuck is a huge insult by a large portion of the population now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for men who are bi-curious or want to experience things like that or that just you know don't feel like they are adequate enough for their wife and like to see that it can be just so so shameful so giving them an outlet for that just oh my gosh you should just see how relieved they are it just blows my mind how um i don't know how much lightness it adds to their life to be able to express that part of themselves and and try it out so it really is it's just it's one of these lifestyles where I love it when there's no money changing hands. Everybody at the end of the day is just smiley and happy, and you're able to, to scratch some very deep psychological itches for both the husband and the wife. And at the end of the day, I always, you know, I'm always going to come, so I'm going to have a good time. So, <laughs> do you have anything else you'd like to add to this episode? I know you're on shorter on time. Yeah, I do have a meeting starting in about 15 minutes, but, but I, I don't have anything uh, that I have. Well, I want to thank Roger for this awesome interview. And if anybody has any questions for Roger, feel free to email me at pleasureplaypen at yahoo.com or hit me up on Twitter at pleasureplaypen. And I'll shoot him over to Roger. And then if we get enough questions, maybe we'll bring him back if he's interested. I think this is going to be a really fun podcast to throw out there. So thanks again, Roger. Thanks a lot. Talk to you later.